lesson here. So I checked into my hotel. I'm going to title this The Mystery of Room 1619. <laughs> so I'm on the 16th floor and I'm in 1616. <laughs> Not that you need to know that. Maybe later. No. Okay. And in 1619, uh, every time I walk by, there's the, the, the TV is on and it's really loud, like really like supersonic loud. And so immediately I have thoughts about filling in the blanks about who I think could be there, right? And so that was like the first time I passed, and then later on that afternoon, I mean, this has happened for the last few days that I've been there. Later on, I came back, and you know, I don't really spend a lot of time in the hotel, but I'm coming and going, and it was on again, really loud, and a do not disturb sign. So immediately, I started projecting my own fears and my own imagination and my own permutations of what could be happening behind the 1619 door with a do not disturb sign, right? And I, I noticed, maybe because I stopped for a minute and listened, I was like, what they were, what, what I, whoever was behind the door was listening to the news really loudly. And I was like, oh God, well that's depressing. It was like the local news every time I walked by. And so then I started thinking, oh my God, what's happening? Is this person on drugs? Are they just checking out for the weekend? And then every time I would come back, and no matter, invariably, whatever time of day, it was on so loud you could hear it in the hallway. So then I started, like, you know, getting worried. Like, in the morning, the Do Not Disturb sign is still on there, and you still hear the TV roaring, and it's still Brian Williams now in the news, or MSNBC. And so I'm like, oh my God, they're maybe on a crystal meth you know, journey this weekend, or well, they must be having lots of sex. Why am I not having sex? Like, what's happening? We go to all these places, and I started thinking, oh my God, what if this person is checking out? If you watched and listened to the news every day, you would probably be very depressed. So I don't know why I started thinking it was a woman. I, it just was so interesting how immediately I was like, she's gonna be in trouble. She, I just started using the word she. I started filling in the blanks of who I thought this woman was. And I was like, okay, if it's like this tomorrow, I'm gonna go downstairs and like report it. Weirdly enough, I went to the elevator and the elevator stops at the floor and who should come out of the floor but a little old man who was like maybe this tall, hunched over, hat, raincoat, carrying like, it looked like it was lunch. He reminded me of the grandpa in Up, if you saw the movie Up. That is exactly who it was. And he shuffled. And everything was in slow motion. I was like, that's the man in 1619. Sure enough, I spied around the corner <laughs> and it was. So what's the point of the story? So obviously, he's older. He might be living there in this hotel. They, they do that, part-time residents. I'm feeling very moved by it all of a sudden. He obviously doesn't hear very well. So my own assumptions, like human beings do, about what we think is fact can be very dangerous. Now, this is a silly example, and I was like trying to be a detective and a sleuth. But if you start to expand it in a larger understanding of humanity. You see how this marginalizes people, how it separates us from other people, that it, at, if you look at the political landscape, how it makes certain people correct and righteous and good and the chosen and other people are evil and you know, at, at the best troublemakers, but at the worst are evil incarnate and need to be shipped off somewhere else. 
It's because we're projecting onto scenarios that we only have a tiny glimpse of information about, our own fears, our weirdness about people, our own you know, anxieties about the potentials of what it means to be human. And so I just thought that that was a really interesting lesson, how we have to stop jumping to an immediate reaction ultimately about life itself, about things that really take time to work out. And now the work is all based in allowing yourself to react without any kind of edit. But the work that we're doing beyond the work is also to notice when you do that and how it creates a lot of problems in your life. It creates upset, it creates torment, it creates anxiety, it gets you into trouble, you fly off the handle and you say things that you regret, you rush to judgment, See what I'm saying? So what we're trying to learn through consciousness or awareness is how can I be less reactive to the way that I habitually respond to events and to people and to situations? And for me also, thinking about it in acting terms, it's also really interesting because you guys, when we do that about other people, and I did touch on this this weekend, then you start to have judgments about the characters you play. So how are you ever gonna be you know, exploring the prisms of all people that are reflections of yourself, if you have judgments about them, you can't do it. You cannot do it. You can't be an artist and have judgments about a human experience. I think it's really important to remember that. That doesn't mean we condone bad behavior. That doesn't mean, you know, we give people a free pass for not being respectful humans. But I'm talking about in the work, we try to find a way of connecting to our own propensity to do the same. So that was an example. I do it, you do it, everybody does it, right? So I don't know, I just thought it was kind of an interesting little story and he's still there and the TV is still really loud. And so now when I walk by, I'm like, mm. you know, like now I'm filling in the blanks in a different way. So let's not jump to conclusions. Things take a while to work themselves out, kids. I know that life doesn't always like seem to be handing you what you think you're wanting. Where is it? God damn it. <laughs> Where is it? Why is it it shown up? It's not looking like I thought it would look. Things take time. Just try to breathe, keep moving forward, keep taking the necessary steps, keep asking questions, keep engaging, keep asking for help. That's a big one. People don't like to ask for help because they think it's an indictment against themselves that they're not further along, ask for help, okay? All right, so that's kind of my little New York story. I like New York stories.